I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. 310 to Yuma. I think I'll go to Maricopa on 824. It's high noon for Wednesday, September 22nd, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator.substack.com and the merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. Today is the 245th day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half-dead, demented, degenerate, ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth, that's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. You assumed that you could play right along with the central narrative all the way to the end, and no one would ever suspect that you were lying the whole time. People would just think, hey, you know, that commie just real tuned into the central narrative. They got steered the wrong way. And then you find out, oh, wait a second. All the people giving me the slogans were also lying, and everybody knew that back then, including them, and I was just repeating their lies, even though I could see they were lying, and now it's clear that everybody's been lying the whole time. What do I do? Well, if you want to stop being such a deranged and pathetic commie, you could just leave all those stupid and evil ideas behind. You can admit that you were working toward your own personal advantage and something small inside yourself was preventing you from telling people, hey, you know what? I guess I got this one wrong. So you stuck with it and you've doubled down. And here we are almost 11 months past the election and you are pretending that all the excuses you've been given, all the slogans you chose to repeat are still right in the face of being wrong forever. You are still going because you were incentivized to participate in a lie or you were convinced that what good people do is lie for the right reasons. No, that's what bad people do. Bad people lie and then try to rationalize and justify it by saying that they actually are appealing to a higher cause. It's worth lying about this because Donald Trump is so dangerous. It's worth lying about election fraud because Donald Trump supporters are so racist. It's worth calling political prisoners terrorists because otherwise a very violent insurrection could happen all over again because people keep telling the big lie 
And yeah, I know the big lie is true, but if I don't keep calling it the big lie, well, then they're so dangerous. So my lie is totally justified. I will lie about other people lying because me lying is that important. There you go, Kami. That's your logic. If that's not working for you anymore, I encourage you to leave those ideas in the past and try to migrate back to America. And, you know, you still got some time left. If you do it in time, the truth is that all of us will accept you. We will welcome you back into America because the whole American project is actually about doing it together with people who might disagree with us now or may have disagreed with us before or may have made mistakes in their lives and they're trying to be better. We appreciate that as part of the American experience. So migrate on back, get rid of the stupid and evil communist ideas, just leave them behind. That little utopia you imagined is never going to come to be. It just isn't. And the truth is, you can't even explain the whole utopia. The reason you can't explain the whole thing is because it doesn't make any sense. Eventually, you're going to run into a whole lot of problems and things just aren't going to work, which is why you've now resorted to censorship and killing your opponents. Is that happening around the world? Sure is. Are Australian police officers now shooting rubber bullets at Australian citizens who are just trying to stand up for their own bodily autonomy? Yep, that's happening too. There are so few chances remaining, Kami, for you to redeem yourself. But there are chances remaining, and I am encouraging you to take them. And with that, I would love to extend a warm Wednesday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies. Welcome to the show. Hopefully, someone who loves you gave you this podcast. They just sent it on over and they said, here, this is a gift from me to you. From spirit to spirit, hoping that you are able to redeem yourself and stop being such a despicable, loathsome communist. <laughs> it's an act of charity on their part, Kami. I know it doesn't feel like it right now. But someday you'll see it that way. Someday you'll see it that way because you are participating in the American experiment again. And yeah, it's not quite as relaxed as getting paid to watch Netflix in a tiny box all day for the rest of your life. It's going to take a little more risk than that. But the truth is experiencing freedom is kind of its own reward. And you'll find your way, Kami. I mean, you know, assuming you're able to figure out how to redeem yourself before everyone knows for all of time that in the moment of truth, you were actually still on the side of the communists. That would make it very, very difficult on you. And the truth is that we might even forgive you after that point, but you won't forgive yourself. You never will. And that's what I'm really trying to help you guys understand. Okay, commies, I know that you think I'm just doing all this so that the people that regularly listen to this show can feel good about themselves. That's just an added benefit. 
But I talk about this sincerely because I sincerely want so many of the people that I used to be friends and acquaintances with to realize what the hell they have done. Now, I'm not saying I want to be friends and acquaintances with them again. I'm just saying that I want them to be better than they are for their own sake and for the sake of the country really makes no difference to me whether or not they ever admit that I'm right. Okay. Like they're not going to have a choice. The world around them will prove me right. I'm not going to have to go tell them. They're not going to have to tell me. We're both going to understand even if we never communicate again, but for their own benefit, they should realize what it is they've done, what it is they've supported, how many lies they told, how many people they were awful to and ejected from their lives. This is something they all need to think about. And the sooner they face up to that, the better off they will be. Because once this proof and truth, which are both obvious and readily available and always have been, by the way, the, the proof and truth about COVID has been available for 18 months. It just simply isn't the deadly virus the media made it out to be, and everything else follows on from there, okay? The truth about the election was also available from, from long before the election, months before the election. You could see that the Democrat Communist Party intended to cheat. That's why the mail-in ballots, that's why the Zuckerberg money, the drop boxes, buying off election judges, all the cheating, all the cover-up, everything. 15 months, 16 months, 18 months. It's been a long time, been a long time that these people have continued to defend liars and frauds on no information whatsoever. They appeal to fact checkers and debunkings. They listen to Don Lemon and Rachel Maddow tell them how the world really is. So I want them to come around. I want them to do it soon. And I want them to understand that not only are they being convinced that their lies are worth it, they are lying on behalf of provable liars, proven liars. All right. That's what makes it so much worse. It's not like these people got confused or they're trying to fix something in their own life through dishonesty. Those are more understandable. What's happening right now is that people are standing up and defending proven liars and frauds just to convince themselves that they were right all along. And they imagine that that's what makes them good people. Being on the right side of politics, according to the central narrative, is how you derive value as a person from society. That's insane. But that's nonetheless where we are. And I have talked a bunch of times about how all of the people involved in this situation, like in a formal way, right? Like the uh, Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, for instance, the secretaries of state around the nation, attorney generals like uh, Dana Nessel and Josh Shapiro in Michigan and Pennsylvania. These people know that they cheated. OK, they were part of the cheating. They approve of the cheating. They are part of a system that benefits from cheating. 
their lives improve when they uphold the system of cheating. Okay. None of these people making these very declarative statements about how there was no election fraud anywhere ever. None of them actually believe that. They are making all of these child-brained communists repeat their lies in hopes that the rest of society will not find out they're lying. And the really ironic part about that strategy is that Every time someone repeats their lie, it gets more obvious that it is a lie because all of the people repeating it are aware of all the holes in their story. They're not able to answer the most important questions about the story they're telling, which exposes them as liars and frauds and people that don't know what they're talking about. And when that happens more and more and more often, Across a society, right? If I'm out and about and I hear 10 different people tell me about how there was not election fraud in, in Arizona and what's happening in Maricopa County is a fraud it, like Katie Hobbs says, if I hear 10 people say fraud it, I know immediately that none of them know what they're talking about, which should be embarrassing for all of them. And then I can ask them questions. They will give me all the same answers to the extent that they know Katie Hobbs's answers. All right. And they will repeat her answers to me and I will continue asking them questions. And eventually they will have no more answers because Katie Hobbs's slogans don't cover everything. They need the slogans to cover. They just don't. And it's a normal human experience to pick up on this pattern, right? If a bunch of people are telling you the same lie and you know where they all got the lie, you know that none of them believe it or can explain it. Well, then it becomes pretty obvious that the person they got all this stuff from is lying too. I think people are naturally inclined to pick up on these sort of symptoms of dystopia and dystopian language a bunch of drony little commies droning around saying fraud it fraud it fraud it fraud it hashtag fraud it fraud it fraud it fraud it fraud it and i say hey you know the uh the uh arizona audit report is coming out on friday and what that is going to show is a difference of hundreds of thousands of votes in Arizona, and it's going to show an election that should not have been certified for Joe Biden by any stretch of the imagination. It's going to be so overwhelming that it's going to be completely obvious that Donald Trump won the election. Or at the very least, that no responsible public servant could have possibly certified that election. That's going to be just incredibly, profoundly obvious. Because it is hundreds of thousands of votes, hundreds of thousands of votes out of 2.1 million, hundreds of thousands of votes across the country. Well, who knows? That might not get us there because we need like six and a half, seven million extra votes, right? Because we have to win the national popular vote. Oh, wait, no, we don't. So I say, hey, the Maricopa audit report is coming out on Friday and they say fraud it, fraud it, fraud it, fraud it, fraud it, fraud it. Katie Hobbs is still saying that. She's still saying that in her tweets. 
This is just going to continue. They're going to keep repeating the big lie even after the fraud report comes out. Well, we're not going to be repeating a big lie. We're going to be repeating the same truth that we've been repeating for the entire time, which is now proven beyond any reasonable doubt, even though it already was. This will be so proven that people like Katie Hobbs will immediately be seen as the criminals they are. There is a greater chance that the country is clamoring for the arrest of Katie Hobbs this weekend than believing that the Arizona audit report is a fraud. There's no chance of that. And so let's get down to business in Arizona for just a few minutes here, because some extremely interesting recordings have come out this week courtesy of the Gateway Pundit and Jordan Conradson, who is a reporter there. And I'm ho- I hope I'm doing the accents on his last name correctly. It could be Conradson. 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 Don't know. Jordan. Let's call him Jordan. Okay, so Jordan got these recordings of a member of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. The guy's name is... Steve Chukri. I think that's how you say it. There's two. This is the first. This one came out a couple of nights ago. I think it was done through dead people voting. I think it was multifaceted. I think there's a lot of cleanup. Yeah. Um, they threw everything but the kitchen sink at these elections. I, the, the information, the data we have is incredible. USA Today has, has put out a hit piece on our organization stating that the information we provided at our rally was conspiracy and unfounded truth. We have the evidence. Wow. We have the voter rolls. We have it. Wow. But they don't want to admit it. And you're right. It was multi-layered. They, it was dead voters. It was it was fake voters. Ballot harvesting. Ballot was, harvesting. Yep. 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 It was ballot harvesting. It was poor adjudication. The electronic adjudication that Ducey signed in to log under this COVID thing. Now, this recording is from March, and you can look at all this in the Gateway Pundit. That's Steve Shukri with a woman named Shelby Bush and a guy named Steve Robinson from the We the People Arizona Alliance. Okay, you heard what he just said in there. Dead people voting the whole kitchen sink was thrown at that election. A multifaceted fraud of the election. They had all sorts of different ways to execute election fraud. That is the guy, one of the guys from the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors who has been pretending for months and months and months that this was the cleanest election of all time. Okay? You hear his voice saying all of this in March. That is six months ago, six months ago from today, actually. He knew all along. He even mentioned his board member colleague, Clint Hickman, and said he didn't have the guts to do a real audit. He said that the audits, quote unquote, that were being done were bullshit. This is the risk limiting audit. The ones that are sanctioned by the secretary of state. You know, when Katie Hobbs says they're not using best practices, that's what she means. 
best practices to Katie Hobbs are all of the methods that the state uses to make it look like the election was secure, even though they know it wasn't. That's why their best practices do not perform the function of a full forensic audit. They don't really check anything. And, you know, one of the crazy things about making the elections, the voting system, this complicated with the machines and everything else is that the only purpose of it is to create and generate fraudulent outcomes. All right. All you need is secure paper ballots. That's it. Secure paper ballots. You just count them one by one. You want to have a machine that counts them faster? Okay. But every single vote is on a hand-marked paper ballot so that that record of it is there always. That's all you need to have a legitimate election. And when people say in the future, you know, well, now we're going to have to have forensic audits for everything. Well, yeah. Except if we don't have all this other bullshit included, like drop boxes and machines and servers and routers and absentee votes and mail-in votes and ballot harvesting and all this other nonsense. If we get rid of all the other nonsense, then the only thing that needs to be audited is the number of paper ballots. If each paper ballot is cast by a voter at the polling place with a voter ID. That's not complicated. Just count them. That's it. Is this an official ballot? Yes, it is. Well, the person filling it out, they showed their ID. So, yep, it's a real voter. Count the vote. Easy. Done. And then you have some exceptions, obviously, for mail-in, for military, and for people who are indisposed. That's fine. No one on our side is denying a need for that. But otherwise, if you can get to the polling place, you go to the polling place. You show a voter ID. You take a certifiable paper ballot that can actually be checked through a watermark or other paper markings or whatever it ends up being. They check the paper ballots real. They check your ID is real. Go ahead. Go in the, the polling booth. You fill out your ballot. You turn it in. They count it. They count it one time. Oh, that's one vote. That counts for one vote. End of story. Count up all the votes. California took weeks to yield a final count. So did other states. And they keep talking about, well, we need these, we need the, the machines and all these other systems because counting paper ballots, that just takes too long. It's inefficient. Really? Uh, Jerome uh, Rivieri, I think is how you say his last name, a French politician who's been in America quite a bit re recently. He was on the war room yesterday talking about what they do. France, I think he said, has something like 60 million people. They use that system. They get the result that day. Why can't we do that? Florida has 20 million people. Florida figured out how to return a result on election night. Did Florida have fraud? For sure. Every state had fraud. And we can get rid of that. But one thing that isn't a problem is how long it takes to count votes. That argument should just be out of there completely. 
So what we have here is one of the men on the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors who has gone along with the global communist plan at every moment since back then. We have him on a recording admitting that he knows there's election fraud. Admitting it. What else do you think that means? Oh, he just has doubts. And let's listen to a couple of more clips from our good friend, Steve Shukri. We need to to make the county better. That was my point, too, is even if they don't have political aspirations beyond this and they're done, why allow this to now erase anything that you have accomplished? People I only to focus people, on I the I want to take out Adrian Fontes, too, and we did. I'm proud of that. Yeah. That guy's a scumbag. He is oh, a big yeah. scumbag. And, and so let's, why would we, why would we stop? Why would we yeah, I don't know what happened to your colleagues. I don't either. But I'm hoping either. you can reel them back in. And if we, can, if we can deliver to the masses a good message, then we can turn this whole ship around. And, that, yeah, good. That and if be, not, at least my conscience is clear that we tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, <laughs> you right, know. right. But we, I got to tell you, I mean, you're as surprised about that as I am. Because remember what I said to Senator Fan, and ask her this, and remember what I said to, I said to Michelle Ugenti. This isn't going to be a problem. Like, I don't yeah. agree with me. Well, yeah, you told us that when we met with yes. Yeah, yeah, this isn't like, going to be a problem. Sure you need and, to go, and, oh, yeah, they'll... And, yeah. and Fan, <laughs> I said to Fan, hey, just as good measure, will you call everybody and say, hey, you know, you're supportive of an audit, and that would be great. Including Gallardo, and she did. Mm-hmm. Never in a million years. You know what I think it was, in hindsight? Gates got scared because he barely won. And Jack got scared because he only won by 200 votes. And if there was an audit and a recount, which is pretty bullshit, by the way. Okay. What would happen in those two races? And that is way too self-serving. So what do we have there? Adrian Fontes, the guy who was in Stephen Richer's position before Stephen Richer, as Maricopa County recorder, Shukri calls him a scumbag. And that's widely believed. Adrian Fontes is one of the main Dominion shills in Maricopa County. He also talks about how his fellow board members barely won their elections. And they didn't want to be exposed as potentially having lost their elections. So they were refusing to review the election. Right. Fox calls Arizona. Way too early on election night to try to make it look like Joe Biden was going to win the presidency. And then, of course, we all know what happened late at night. But Arizona ended up with like a 10,000 vote win for Joe Biden. That is what the media told us. That's not provable in any way. There's no evidence of that. If you want to use the commie tactic of consistently begging for evidence, even though Your side has no evidence. That is one of the most infuriating things about this entire period is that people will refuse every single thing they are told as qualifying as evidence. And then they will make claims that they cannot back up at all, except by appealing to authority like the media. That's what we have the whole time. COVID, all of it. 
No evidence. No evidence anywhere. There's no study that says masks work to prevent COVID or that they help or anything. No evidence, none whatsoever for that claim. And yet they're still forcing them on children. That's the kind of people we're dealing with here. Okay. But the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors has been entirely compromised. That is what these recordings are showing us. All right. Shukri knows that there was election fraud. He's able to describe the various ways that election fraud was carried out. He says it's multifaceted. Two more board members. They don't challenge election fraud because they're worried about their own positions. And the former county recorder is just a known scumbag. That's all in these recordings. And nonetheless, Steve Shukri continues on. Let's have more audio. Even wanted he wanted to have a conversation with an audit. He just didn't have the guts to do it okay. at the end of last year. Um, after I'd been asking for something. And then he got his feelings hurt, right? Yeah. yeah. Which it was gives pride. A shit. Yeah. But, suck but, it but, up. It's politics. It is. And that's what it'll mean. You guys, you guys, you, I mean, this I, is a blood sport. Right. right. You know? Suck and it said, up, buttercup. Well, that's what I said to people. I said, I'm not going to kiss your ass, nor am I going to suck up for your vote. I want to earn your vote. Right. Whereas those guys want to suck up and kiss up for your vote. And my biggest mistake, and I said this to Eric, was I should have never believed what I was being told about we couldn't do more than 2% of an audit before we certified the election. Mm-hmm. The, the My 2%? biggest was listening to that. I should have listened to Andy Biggs, and I think even Brnovich said, yeah. you could do 30%. You could do, you could do as many as you, you want. 2% is, is Hickman the minimum. Too. Exactly. Hickman screwed up there because I didn't know about it until it was too late. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of this is just so damning. One thing that I think is really interesting in there is how he says he should have listened to Andy Biggs. Okay, Andy Biggs is the congressman from Arizona. He's in the federal government. Andy Biggs isn't like some little local political hack. He's a congressman. He told him what the options were. And Shukri's like, oh, yeah, he probably doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm just going to go with these guys. These guys all had the opportunity to do the right thing last year when they knew it was a problem. He's admitting it. He knows it's a problem. He knows the election was a fraud. And he's trying to rationalize and explain that he wasn't actually the bad guy. Well, you know, I shouldn't have, I should have just done the right thing. I shouldn't have listened to these guys. It turns out they were wrong. So he's admitted all this in March, and then he spends the next six months pretending he never knew any of this. It's just unconscionable. And last night, he finally tendered his resignation. And here's his letter. It's hard to believe I've been involved in Arizona politics now for 28 years. When I first ran for Maricopa County Supervisor in 2012, I campaigned to bring civility, innovation, and most importantly, a business mindset to government, making it, quote, best in class. We got off to a wonderful start and had many successes, successes that I will always be proud to have played a role in. Unfortunately, the political landscape changed for the worst this year. He's not a very good writer. Let's say that the environment is wrought with toxicity and all civility and decorum no longer seem to have a place. 
the fixation with the 2020 election results and aftermath have gotten out of control. In recent days, it has come to light that I was secretly recorded in conversations regarding differences with some of my colleagues about an audit of the 2020 election. The comments I made were during a very turbulent time. My colleagues have every right to be both angry and disappointed with me. I should not have made such statements and offer my colleagues heartfelt apologies. I do not want to perpetuate the very problem I ran to eliminate several years ago. While I have had my differences with my colleagues, I have known them to be good, honorable, and ethical men. The picture some individuals are trying to paint about a cover-up, scam, and other nonsense about my colleagues and myself is simply false. There was no cover-up. The election was not stolen. Biden won. While the comments were critical, it doesn't change the fact that I have had the pleasure and honor to serve with these fine men and the dedicated employees of Maricopa County. It has also been my honor to represent my District 2 constituents for nine years. It is time for me to step aside and let the county and my colleagues meet the true potential of being the fourth largest and fastest growing county in America. <laughs> yeah, man, that's all going to get slowed way down by you continuing to be on the board of supervisors. What a crock of horseshit this is all right so let's focus in on what this fool and traitor is actually saying first he talks about all his grand intentions he is just a humble servant of the people that's what he wants you to believe in the first part he had ideas on how to make everything better and by god that's what he came in to do unfortunately the political landscape changed for the worst this year, not for the worse, which would have been grammatically correct, but for the worst this year and not last year, just this year, everything got bad this year. This again is like one of those times where the communists tell the truth by accident. OK, the political landscape changed for the worse for Steve Shukri and other corrupt politicians. It didn't change for the worse for everyone else. This isn't a problem of the political landscape. It's a problem of this guy lying. All civility and decorum, they're gone. They have no place. Yeah, it's because you cheated, man. The fixation with the 2020 election results and aftermath have gotten out of control. Again, people are fixated on that because it's a fraud which you admitted on the record. You have been recorded, okay? That's the record. I know it's not on the record in a journalistic sense, okay? It's not what I was saying. I'm saying he is on record admitting that the election was a fraud. And now, again, he's trying to displace his own responsibility. First, it was that the political landscape was changing. Now, it's that it has come to light that he was secretly recorded. Those are the real problems. It's not what his prior beliefs were. It's that he was secretly recorded. And now the political landscape has changed. I mean, it changed this year and he was recorded this year. So the landscape changing, that's not mm, can't really get away with that. The comments I made were during a very turbulent time. Here's the thing. No matter how turbulent my life gets, 
I'm not going to completely change my opinions about a very important matter and then not admit that my opinion before was also true. I mean, you guys have heard me change my opinion about a very important matter. I used to hate Trump. Now I love Trump. Why? Maybe it was the turbulence, but truth is I was heading in that direction before things got turbulent. Nonetheless, I'm not going to lie about my prior positions. I really held those positions. Okay. I'm not going to say that I got tricked. My opinions weren't a force of nature. And then he says he's resigning because he doesn't want to mess up all the good, honorable work his colleagues are doing. The very colleagues he just described as ignoring election fraud so that they could keep their offices. The very colleagues he just described as not having the guts to go for the full audit they knew they needed. All right. And one thing that has been repeated to us over and over again is that the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors has five members and four of them are Republicans. Steve Shukri is one. And guess what he has done with the other three Republicans? Well, he's outed them in these recordings. And now he's claiming that they're actually all good guys. And that all this was was a disagreement. And he's hoping that the communists will see his letter of resignation and never pay attention to what the recordings actually show him doing. And the craziest thing to me, man, is that there are some truly rock dumb died in the wool communists out there who will take in the entirety of this situation and his letter of resignation and be like, yeah, but he said this election was totally clean. There was no fraud. This is what he said exactly. Okay. The picture some individuals are trying to paint about a cover up scam or other nonsense about my colleagues and myself is simply false. There was no cover up. The election was not stolen. Biden won. That's what he's saying last night. And these communists out there are going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, well, I guess this experience with the audit that showed him that we were right all along and that there was no fraud. I mean, the audit hadn't started when he made those original statements, when he thought that there was fraud. And then now he's saying there's no fraud. So he must have learned that during the process. They will actually convince themselves that that makes sense. He's actually taking this position because he's gained new information before he was ignorant. He was just swept up in the turbulence of the big lie. And so he thought, oh, maybe the big lie is true. And that's what the recordings are really showing. Now he's seen the proof and he knows that the big lie was a big lie. He knows there was no election fraud. There couldn't have been. And so that was last night. Today, Jordan Conradson or Conradson or Conradson has released more audio of Stephen Shukri. And this time it is with Stephen Richer, who replaced Adrian Fontes as the Maricopa County recorder. This is the guy you will often see on CNN and MSNBC. He's like bald, but also has curly red hair. It is just strange looking. He is a very, very odd looking man. And, you know, he looks a lot like the singer from Prodigy in the Firestarter video. 
but with shorter hair. And Stephen Richer is actually eh, way more dangerous. The Firestarter guy in the video looks like he would be a dangerous sociopath, except that's a music video. This is reality. And in reality, Stephen Richer looks like an actual dangerous sociopath. And to make the audio I'm about to play for you even more hilarious, Jordan at the Gateway Pundit also posted in this article that Stephen Richard tweeted this yesterday in the afternoon. The world is learning it was all a lie done at the expense of a few private job producing for profit companies, something I thought we celebrated and individuals who did nothing wrong. Fortunately, Dominion voting is going to bankrupt some liars as a result. All right. That Stephen Richer taking Dominion's side 100% just yesterday in the afternoon. And then at, not long after tweeting that, he deleted it. So 24 little hours later, even less. This is where Stephen Richer finds himself with Steve Shukri. Um, as it relates to acquiring the Dominion software, at the time we did it, uh, we weren't aware of what happened in Texas. Um, or else I would have, I would have given serious pause to that. I don't even think we can use this. And I said this to Eric last week in 2022. Too much damage has been done, um, by way of perception of it. So, uh, the biggest regret is we found out after the fact that, that we had already agreed to go with them. That's when we found out about Texas and it was too late. So I'm all about transparency. This was a screw up. We should have known about what happened in Texas because trust me, I did that. And listen, I knew about Soros owning some other kind of software. Do you remember some other kind of tabulation? People were warning me about that. Smartmatic, which is Dominion. Yeah. Well, no, it it was a different name. It wasn't Dominion because I haven't remembered it. No, it was Smartmatic. Was it? Okay, okay. And so two years ago when I when I told my constituents I'm gonna do everything in my in my power to back elections are authority from Adrian Fontes when he screwed up in twenty eighteen. Um, never in a million years you know, we were successful. And never in a million years would I thought I've seen this. And that's when the Soros issue came up. But I never connected Smartmatic to Dominion. Um, but I can tell you right now that that I just think so much damage has been done with Dominion. In voter confidence, and I'm talking about you know, people are trying to say, "Oh, this is the far right; these are just the Trumpers." And no, it's not. This is middle of the road Republicans too. Like my mother, who's 82 years old, she's like, "Honey, I don't trust voting anymore." My mom said that. 82 year old mother, my contractor building a house for me. Same thing. I've had Democrats write me and say they don't have confidence, they don't like this Dominion. So I just think, look, I think we have to do this audit to see what happened or didn't happen. But I gotta tell you something. I don't know that I have confidence to be able to use this software in twenty twenty two. I've told that to my colleagues. But I don't so, care what it costs. Can you hear me? Yeah, we got you know it. Who, nobody understanding this after like five days of being in office is Stephen Richer. You should have a conversation with Stephen Richer. Because he'll, he'll verify everything I'm telling you. you. He's already frustrated. He's only been in office five days. But they, they're globbing on. You, you know, I, I said this to, I, I've said this to Eric several times that some folks always want to be right or they make it about themselves. And that's what my colleagues are doing, unfortunately. They right. want to listen to, instead of, instead of making the decision for themselves, they just want to follow the gospel truth or whatever legal counsel is telling them. 
And, right. and I just don't understand it. And, that, and I'm telling you the honest to God's truth. That's it. And they want to fight. They're mad that they were subpoenaed. And I said, I'm embarrassed that we had to be subpoenaed. Right. What do you mean you're mad? I'm embarrassed. Right. Shame on us. So yeah. it's just it's just why you guys are doing what you're doing versus other Republicans thinking it's wrong. Um, it, it just doesn't. Unfortunately, it's philosophical and and they want to fight and they want to be proven right. When I want to say, hey, guys, yeah, we might have pulled off a good election by way of logistics, but there's some questions and concerns about this about the software and we should look into it don't don't just try to defend something because we don't know if it's good or bad we're not tech techno geeks and it's not just arizona right it was georgia it was michigan it was all these other states so it's not like it was just an isolated incident with no proof right right you know so i think that's that's the answer because i'll tell you what i've questioned them and do you remember about a month ago they actually clinton hickman had two auditors come out here and I don't know if you guys heard this story. And I said, good, let's have them get going. And then our legal counsel said, no, we're still I, in litigation. I do remember yeah. something of that nature. And I yes. said, well, why in the hell did we spend money to get two auditors out here and then send them back? That was a stupid-ass decision. And Clinton Hickman and I have not had a personal conversation since then. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff that's going on, guys. I've already said it once to Jack that I don't feel comfortable with Dominion. Mm-hmm. And I've already opened that up that we have to have the dialogue. I think Jack gets it. But if you can give me the data on Texas, the system they used, then I can start saying I want an e-session on it. Mm-hmm. And then say, we have to start looking at this. And I don't care what Scott Jarrett says or whatever. I mean, and then I think, Richard's been good. He's def- he's He caught on about what Liddy was doing very quickly. And it was me and him against the other supervisors. But with let's say there's nothing wrong with Dominion. How it's like Tylenol in the eighties. Remember when someone laced Tylenol with with are you too you're probably too young. I remember. But no, remember, I remember. Right? How long did it take for them to build that credit for money back? Forever. And and so I don't care if anything is found or not found on Dominion, it's gonna be so hard to build that credit credibility back for next year. <clears throat> and then we're right back in the same place. Yeah. Well, we had our event on Saturday. One of the things I said is we will not stop fighting till Dominion is out of our county, and it was a standing ovation. A five-minute standing ovation. Well, I'll tell you what. You've got my support on that because I totally agree with you. Um, because just because of this, the, the, the sheer fact that so many of the public has a doubt about it, even if nothing turns up. Now, if something turns up, obviously, it goes without saying. But you have my commitment on that, that I do not think we should be using Dominion next year. Now... As a fiscal conservative, people who tear me apart on that, that's one thing, but I've always said, I will spend what I have to spend to protect one's right to vote. Mm-hmm. And that means going back to precincts next year too, folks. Would be good. I don't like the voting centers. That's ridiculous. People don't yeah. like them. People no. don't like them. They're and not you know trustworthy. What? And our mail, you know, we've been doing our mail-in ballots for a long time. However we can perfect that, I'm, I'm open to. Um, but we really got to crack down on the ballot harvesting and some of these other things. But I, I like the precincts. I think that makes sense. I think for senior citizens who want to vote, that's smart to re to have that reignited. Mm-hmm. You know, since we're out of COVID, uh, because that's what they know. They know that they go to the church on the corner of whatever it is, exactly. and whatever it is. You know.
I'll tell you what, Stephen Richer, if I'm not mistaken, agrees with me on Dominion. I would ask have him you guys that. talked to him? Um, we have not. I'm, I know I'm, that Liz Harris I'm, I don't want to say that, but I, I want to believe that coming back from a soccer game a couple weeks ago, we were on the phone, and I said, you know we can't use it. It's like, oh, my God. I would totally support you on that, which would help me. Yeah. Okay, so I know that that was the longest clip I have definitely ever played on here. But I want everybody to hear all this audio, okay? Because first off, kudos to the Gateway Pundit for finding all this. But beyond that, it's important to know that these people who are going to come out and call all of this a lie and all of it a fraud knew back then what actually happened. None of these men on the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors or Stephen Richer, for that matter, none of them needed this forensic audit to know that the last election, the November 2020 presidential election and all the down ballot races, none of them should have been certified. They knew that without the forensic audit and they allowed all of this to happen anyway. Now, why does that happen? That only happens if people get bought off or pressured. And that is the problem with our politics because all of our politics works that way. That's why the thing that matters more than everything is getting to all of the corruption and cleaning out all of the corruption, simplifying every single one of these systems. Okay. The argument for technology as a necessary step toward efficiency is totally specious. It is a nonsense argument. The idea that efficiency should be prioritized over integrity when it comes to the basic right of voting is unbelievable. Yet somehow we are all so enamored with Apple commercials that we assume that everything important can be handled from the privacy of your own bathroom sitting there on your phone. I know people who think that's how we should vote. That you should just be able to do it from your phone and they'll just trust the results, whatever they are. This is something they want. They understand that with the full technocracy, you get the benefits of knowing that the people the TV tells you are good will always win. Isn't that incredible? It's like we don't understand what commercials are for. And I talked about this a couple weeks ago. But the reason these companies run these ads is to make you think certain things about the companies and certain things about the product so that you will go out and give them your money. If commercials didn't work, they'd already know it and everybody would have stopped making commercials. What could be more obvious than the idea that commercials actually work? And so if commercials actually work and political commercials actually work, well, then wouldn't disseminating political messages in the context of news presentations, or I should say in the guise of news presentations, well, one might expect that to work too, or else they might stop doing it, but they don't stop doing it. They do it more and more and more, and they do it more intensely the more people stop believing it, okay? They only have one tool for persuasion. 
When that tool stops working, they need to find other things besides persuasion to get people to do what they want. Okay, persuasion implies at least some level of consent. Well, you talked them into it, and so they did it. That's what persuasion is. That's how persuasion works. Now, I'm not a person who enjoys persuasion, trying to convince people of something. You may say, but you're trying to convince us of your ideas every day. Nah, I'm trying to tell you what I think and give you the reasoning behind it. If you want to agree with me, well, that's wonderful because I think my ideas are worth being agreed with. If they're not, then you can disagree with me. And if you present good counterpoints, maybe I'll be like, oh, you know what? Your idea is actually pretty good. Or I will not agree with it and I'll try to figure out how it's wrong and I'll say that. But I don't like someone telling me over and over and over and over again that they are right and doing it the exact same way. If I believe one thing and you want to convince me of your thing and you're going to just keep repeating the things I already know, well, then you're not going to convince me. You need to expose me to new information and new ideas. That's how I might change. But that's not what the TV does. And that's not what the Democrat Communist Party does because they don't have extra ideas. OK, there's not more information that they can appeal to. Because they're lying. The lie has to work a specific way to fit in with all the other parts of the lie. That's what makes lying on this scale so complicated. It really is hard to construct a coherent narrative out of the ideas in the Democrat Communist Party and the ideas of the global communists. It can only work the way they plan it. All right. That's why they do it the way they do it. They plan it out. They think this is going to give us the greatest chance of success. And so this is how we're going to sell it to the people. If that stops working, there's nothing else they can do beyond censorship and force. And that's why we see them using censorship and force. It's not a complicated situation. You can hear each and every one of these people admitting that they're liars. Steve Shukri is outing the whole contingent in Maricopa County. At this point, I would be surprised if Jordan Conradson doesn't have a recording of Steve Shukri talking to Katie Hobbs in his back pocket. That would be amazing. And I wouldn't put it past him. It's hilarious to me that uh, Shukri actually came out last night and resigned and then still got hammered over the head today. He didn't even know that the biggest shoe was still about to drop. And from, you know, the last year or so of this experience, having the podcast I have saying the things that I say. Every now and then. I am relayed information that not too many other people might have where people will say, hey, you know what? Just uh, keep this in your back pocket. But I want you to know that you're on the right track. Okay. Or I will see a report a couple days before it's released. Nothing like extreme, all right? I'm not saying I have this web of inside sources. I'm not saying that at all. And so the thing is, when you get information from sources and there are relatively few people with the information that you have, you know that the information you have is still only a fraction of the information that could have been given 
to you. Okay, so what I'm saying is whenever somebody gives me something, that person is giving me a piece. What Jordan Conradson has in these recordings and what he has shown us, I imagine, is still just a piece. But even if it's not, even if this is everything that Jordan Conradson has from the We the People Arizona Alliance, Shelby Bush and Steve Robinson, it certainly isn't all the stuff Steve Shukri has said to anyone about this subject where he has told the truth about the fact that he knows there was massive, widespread, multifaceted, in his words, election fraud in Arizona. That guy should shut up fast and get a defense lawyer. And so should the rest of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. And this clown, Stephen Richer, I cannot wait to see what the meltdown becomes tonight. If this guy has the balls to go on Rachel Maddow or Chris Cuomo, wow, I will just be I'll be amazed. Honestly, I'll actually respect the guy. I'll be like, all right, buddy, you're going to go down in flames. But man, you have giant balls. The craziest thing about all of this is that it was all so predictable. I have said every single day, it is obvious and overwhelming that there is proof of election fraud. Election fraud was never a question. It was always only obvious. They intended to do it. You could see them do it. You saw the result. They even displayed the result in a way that made it statistically impossible for that result to have been real. And then nothing they have done since the election has done anything, anything to cast doubt on the reality of election fraud. There has not been one single point where it wasn't obvious that Joe Biden did not get 81 million real legal American votes. That has never been a possibility. Not once, not ever. Joe Biden did not come anywhere close to that number. These people were always only ever going to be exposed. There was no other option. Okay. And I know, I know people have spent all this time being like, okay, well, yeah, but fine. I understand, but no one's going to do anything about it. Okay. Kami, that's enough. All right. What do you mean? No one's going to do anything about it. People have been doing stuff about it every single goddamn day. The only thing that you mean by people aren't going to do anything about it is that arrests haven't started yet because the entire case needs to be made, man. And I've said this countless times. What in the world would have been the point of arresting some of the people in January rather than getting Close to all of them now. Which one is better in retrospect? I know it's been a few hard months. I understand that. Few people understand it better than me because I'm out here putting myself out every day. My industry got destroyed 18 months ago. A career that I had developed for 15 years that was entirely dependent on my own personal reputation and relationships, all of which were destroyed. All right. I understand. And by the way, I didn't get it the worst. Some people got it way worse than me. All right. I'm not trying to play the victim card here. I'm not a victim. 
Life threw me a curveball. I had to figure out a different way to approach my at bat. That's it. All right. I understand that. I don't need any sympathy. But I also have a pretty firm grasp on what it's like to have dealt with the problems over this time. Okay. I have a very firm grasp on that. I've had people that used to adore me, call me a conspiracy theorist and say I'm stupid or that I must have lost my mind. Oh, I'm crazy now. Oh, I must have become a racist. No. I pay attention. I am honest about the things I see. That's the only difference between me and all those people in Hollywood back then. They don't pay any attention. They are concerned with their own self-image and they are not honest people. If they were honest people, well, it's been an awfully long time for them to have not realized what the truth is and gotten in touch and been like, hey, man, you know what? It turns out I thought you were wrong. I thought you were crazy. I'm really sorry for thinking that. I should have listened to you and given you a chance. Could have said that. Didn't. Am I waiting for it? Hell no. But I know what it's like to have endured the bad times throughout this. I can still say today without hesitation that it is absolutely so much better that they have waited. And if it takes another month, if it takes another two months, whatever it is, the truth comes out and people are believing it. This only goes in our direction. There is no other direction. They can't stop us. They can't slow us down. Nothing can stop what is coming. Because what's coming is the truth. The truth is unavoidable. All of these people have tried to avoid it and look what has happened to them. And I do not believe that this is the extent of the recordings that we are going to get about people involved in election fraud. Are we going to hear Katie Hobbs? I'm almost certain of it. Are we going to hear the Secretary of State in Georgia, Brad Jordy Raffensperger? Yeah. Gabriel Sterling? Probably. Brian Kemp? Oh, hell yes. Are we going to hear from Stacey Abrams in a recording lying? Yeah. I mean, listen, you just heard Steve Shukri talking about George Soros. You heard him agreeing that Dominion and Smartmatic are basically the same thing because they are. Every single thing that the mainstream media has told us is a conspiracy was just admitted and agreed to by a man who sits on the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Well, at least till last night. He knows it all. We all know it all. All of the things we have said about election fraud are correct. Okay? They're not conspiracy theories. They're not wrong. They're not debunked. They didn't get fact-checked. Yes, there were lies in a cover-up. Did they work? No, not on smart people. But yes, there are still child-brained communists out there who have not considered that they might be wrong. And you know they haven't considered it. Because if they had actually considered that they were wrong, then they would have understood the danger of inaction. These people tried to steal our country. All right. They tried to steal our country. You are not safe by any measure. If your country is not even being governed by the people you elected, they are not in office to serve you. Do you understand that? That's what it is to have a stolen country. The people who perpetrated the fraud, the people who are serving fraudulently are not there to serve you. And you have given up that right. 
because you failed to recognize that the country had been stolen. And instead of supporting an investigation into that, you lied about it and ignored it and tried to cover it up when anyone around you chose not to ignore it. Do you understand what danger that puts you in? Do you understand what danger that puts your family and your friends, your children in the future of the country and the future of the world insofar as the United States is the last powerful protector of human liberty and human freedom in the entire world? The end is in front of you if you take this seriously. Everyone who takes this seriously has to understand that what stealing the American election means. How can you ignore that? But yet they do. And even right now, organizations like the New York Times are still trying to cover for this. This is an article from yesterday. It was originally printed in the New York Times, and then it made it its way all around the Internet. All the other sites were posting that the New York Times reported or they were just reposting the article. But this got wide play yesterday because the headline is so provocative. OK, Trump campaign new lawyers voting machine claims were baseless. Memo shows days before lawyers allied with Donald Trump gave a news conference promoting election conspiracy theories. His campaign had determined that many of those claims were false court filings reveal. Okay. Now this is already just replete with language tricks. Okay. There is no point at which the Trump campaign in any formal capacity has ever said or implied that these election fraud claims were baseless. That never happened. The headline says it happened. The headline says that the campaign put in a memo that it happened, but that is not what happened. And I'll show you that, obviously, as we go through this. But the headline just right off the bat is a lie. Then the subheadline. His campaign had determined that many of those claims were false. Court filings show. OK, so there is a court case somewhere and a lawyer in that court case filed evidence in quotes that the Trump campaign said this. That is what they're saying. Okay. Now, are they saying that the court filing is accurate or true? No, they're just saying that that claim was made in a court filing. That's all. That is a pathetic standard for journalism, by the way. Here's the article. Two weeks after the 2020 election, a team of lawyers closely allied with Donald J. Trump held a widely watched news conference at the Republican Party's headquarters in Washington. At the event, they laid out a bizarre conspiracy theory claiming that a voting machine company had worked with an election software firm, the financier George Soros and Venezuela to steal the presidential contest from Mr. Trump. Now, that summary of the claims is false on its face. OK, that is not what the claim was. The claim was that Smartmatic is a company from Venezuela that was used to steal multiple Venezuelan elections. The first of which being for Hugo Chavez, which has done more to destroy Venezuela as a country and the lives of Venezuelan citizens than probably any other event of all time. Now, you just heard 
Steve Shukri in a conversation where they discuss how Smartmatic and Dominion are the same thing and that George Soros was involved. And then the election software firm they're talking about and the voting machine company. Well, we know that that's real. But there was a problem for the Trump team, according to court documents released on Monday evening. Ooh, court documents. Is that evidence? Let's see. By the time the news conference occurred on November 19th, Mr. Trump's campaign had already prepared an internal memo on many of the outlandish claims about the company Dominion Voting Systems and the separate software company Smartmatic. The memo had determined that those allegations were untrue. The court papers, which were initially filed late last week as a motion in a defamation lawsuit brought against the campaign and by and others by a former Dominion employee, Eric Coomer, contain evidence that officials in the Trump campaign were aware early on that many of the claims against the companies were baseless. Okay, now. They are imagining and pretending here that Eric Coomer is just some irrelevant employee of Dominion and that he actually has a defamation case. Eric Coomer was a vice president of technology, if I'm not mistaken, and he is the one who created their adjudication system. The adjudication system is what allows degenerate communists employed as poll workers to take batches of ballots, invalidate the votes on them, and then select a new result for the entire batch of ballots. That is what adjudication allows them to do. And if you recall, in Georgia, at the State Farm Arena, they had like 94% of their ballots adjudicated, which basically means a bunch of degenerate poll workers made the decision on who everybody voted for. And of course, there's plenty of proof on that as well. So Eric Coomer, former vice president, created adjudication. Eric Coomer was also the person who was caught on a phone call with Joe Altman. Okay, Joe Altman was a whistleblower who publicized the fact that Eric Coomer was on a call with Antifa. Saying that he had ensured Donald Trump would lose. That's who the New York Times is defending right now. And it's his frivolous defamation suit that they're referring to. They are taking that man's attorney's filing as if it is true and indisputable word of what was going on in the Trump campaign, that this one memo was representative of what, quote unquote, the Trump campaign knew. Okay. These documents also suggest that the campaign sat on its findings about Dominion, even as Sidney Powell and other lawyers attacked the company in the conservative media and ultimately filed four federal lawsuits accusing it of a vast conspiracy to rig the election against Donald Trump. Okay. Now, again, the word findings is intentionally inaccurate. The campaign did not sit on its findings. The campaign did not investigate, and you're about to see the New York Times admit it very soon. According to emails contained in the documents, Zach Parkinson, then the campaign's deputy director of communications, reached out to subordinates on November 13th, asking them to, quote, substantiate or debunk, end quote, several matters concerning Dominion. The next day, the emails show, 
Mr. Parkinson received a copy of a memo, a copy of a memo cobbled together by his staff from what largely appear to be news articles and public fact-checking services. Even though the memo was hastily assembled, it rebutted a series of allegations that Mrs. Powell and others were making in public. It found that Dominion did not use voting technology from the software company Smartmatic in the 2020 election. False. That Dominion had no direct ties to Venezuela or Mr. Soros. False. And that there was no evidence that Dominion's leadership had connections to left-wing Antifa activists, as Ms. Powell and others had claimed. False again, because Mr. Coomer absolutely has that connection, and it is there on tape. You can listen to it. Okay? So those were three lies. Each one of those bullet points was a lie. And they're saying that all of this was proven in the memo. So they're referring to this memo that was compiled, cobbled together in their words, by staffers for subordinates of the deputy director of communications. Okay, so this guy sent out an email that they did not publish that could have simply said, hey, guys, what is everyone saying about these uh, Dominion Smartmatic claims? Can you guys just get me uh, just round up what the media is saying? And then they send him back news articles and fact checking. Okay. Who made the news articles and who did the fact checking? Oh, well, it's the same communist sources like the New York Times and the Daily Beast and all of these other nonsense fact checkers and liberal media outlets. All right. Just other people involved in global communism. Their articles are in an email to a deputy director of communications for the campaign. This stuff appears in an email. The articles and the fact checks appear in an email. And the New York Times expects us to think that that constitutes proof that their claims are correct. The media is using circular logic here, okay? The media has now found out that the campaign knew that the media published these articles and fact checks. So the campaign was aware of the media's coverage of these claims. That is what the New York Times is saying. Now, that doesn't mean anything. What would this headline of this article look like if it was accurate? It wouldn't say Trump campaign knew lawyers voting machine claims were baseless. Memo shows it would say. Trump deputy comms director knows that the media doesn't believe Dominion voting systems claims. That's what it would say if it was accurate. And that sentence doesn't mean anything. Because knowing the media says something is not the same as knowing that thing is true. All right. It's not even close to the same. And in this world today about this subject in particular, it actually means the exact opposite. The media saying it actually does indicate that the claims are not true. But this is what they're going on. This is what they're writing an entire article on. And this article goes viral. People out there actually get forced to believe that the Trump campaign has known all along that all of these claims are false. 
But that's not what they know. And that's not what they're saying. And they've never said it. As Mr. Coomer's lawyers wrote in their motion in the defamation suit, the memo produced by the Trump campaign shows that, at least internally, the Trump campaign found there was no evidence to support the conspiracy theories regarding Dominion and Mr. Coomer. Now, I don't know what the judge in this case is going to be like, but if that judge has any integrity, this is the sort of thing that will get these lawyers laughed out of court and maybe sanctioned because this is just a lie. And now they are lying to the judge. And if the judge is stupid or corrupt, maybe they'll let it slide. But otherwise, this is pretty insane. Even at the time, many political observers and voters, Democrat and Republican alike, dismissed the efforts by Ms. Powell and other pro-Trump lawyers like Rudolph W. Giuliani as a wild last-ditch attempt to appease a defeated president in denial of his loss. But the false theories they spread quickly gained currency in the conservative media and endure nearly a year later. It is unclear if Mr. Trump knew about or saw the memo. Still, the documents suggest that his campaign's communication staff remained silent about what it knew of the claims against Dominion at a moment when the allegations were circulating freely. That is not at all what this shows. They could have told everybody in the campaign, hey, the media is saying this. And that would have meant nothing because what the media says has no bearing on the truth value of the underlying claims. The Trump campaign continued to allow its agents, the motion says, to advance debunked conspiracy theories and defame Mr. Cooper, apparently without Mr. Coomer, sorry, apparently without providing them with their own research, debunking those theories. Now, again, that is not at all what that is. Okay, And when they say that the campaign continued to allow now, they're implying that some positive action was taken by the campaign. They learned that what they were saying was wrong, and then they stood by while people repeated these lies. No, that is what the New York Times is doing. That's what Eric Coomer is doing. Mr. Coomer, Dominion's one-time director of product strategy and security. So potentially I was off before. I don't know if his title might have been slightly different before they just described him as a former employee. You have to get much deeper into the article before you hear that he's actually like a very important employee. Sued Mrs. Powell, uh, Ms. Powell, sorry, Mr. Giuliani, the Trump campaign and others last year in state district court in Denver. He has said that after the election, he was wrongly accused by a right wing podcast host. Now there, they're talking about Joe Oltman, who that is not his title. Okay. Of hacking his company's systems to ensure Mr. Trump's defeat and of then telling left-wing activists that he had done so. I encourage you all to go find the recording of Eric Coomer on the Antifa phone call. It is real. It exists. You can hear it for yourself. And then you will know what his lawyers are doing in court right now and how immoral that is, unethical that is, hopefully illegal in a way that can be enforced. Soon after the host, Joe Altman, made these accusations, they were seized upon and amplified by Ms. Powell and Mr. Giuliani, who were part of a self-described elite strike force of lawyers leading the charge in challenging Joseph R. Biden Jr.'s victory. This is so silly. Yes, Joseph R. Biden Jr., you know, as we all know him. 
That's how desperate they are to try to make this reporting sound serious. On November 19th, for example, Ms. Powell and Mr. Giuliani appeared together at the news conference at the Republican National Committee headquarters and placed Mr. Coomer at the center of a plot to hijack the election by hacking Dominion's voting machines. By Ms. Powell's account that day, the conspiracy included Smartmatic, Venezuelan officials, people connected to Mr. Soros, and a, quote, massive influence of communist money. All of that is 100% true and provable and proven. If you don't believe it yourself, if you think it's not proven yourself, well, just wait around. You'll be fine. Ms. Powell and Mr. Giuliani did not respond to messages seeking comment on the documents. Representatives for Mr. Trump also did not respond to emails seeking comment. Mr. Trump continues to falsely argue that the election was stolen from him. And in recent months, Ms. Powell and Mr. Giuliani have stuck by their claims that the election was rife with fraud. Isn't that a strange thing to do for them as Dominion is suing Ms. Powell? Right? Dominion is suing her, trying to get her to shut up. They're suing her for like $1.3 billion, something absurd. And she's not shutting up. She's repeating the claims. Why? Because the claims are true. And she's confident that that will be proven. Now, why is Dominion continuing to make those claims? Well, because Dominion is faced with existential crisis on the one hand. All right. Dominion no longer exists when they lose these. Dominion may no longer exist as is because the country has now understood what they have done. But they have to lie. They have to use all the dirty tricks they can. And we can see over and over and over again that this is what the Democrat Communist Party does. This is what the global communists do. It's amazing that all of these groups still try the lawfare and whatever else. The New York Times is now being sued by President Trump and by Cash Patel just to add to their problems. They're already screwed because Project Veritas has them on the ropes. So the New York Times may be an existential threat as well. We don't actually need the New York Times. Everybody has to understand that. We have all these revered institutions, right? And we act like they could never go down, that the New York Times will just always exist. It will always be the paper of record. The New York Times has had a run that is way too long. It is time for the New York Times to go bye-bye. And hopefully these cases will absolutely bankrupt them. But I guess till the end, all of these people are just going to keep spinning out in more and more desperate attempts each time. And hopefully they don't actually try to take the world down with them because that's the real danger at this point. And I hope that the good guys have this covered. I think they do. I feel it. I could be wrong, obviously. I'm just going with my gut here, right? I can't back it up, obviously. But going with my gut, I feel like they've got it under control. But let's look one more time at this headline, okay? Does this article, and by the way, the article goes on. You can read the rest of it. Is this headline actually supported by the substance of the article? Trump campaign new lawyers voting machine claims were baseless. Memo shows. No, there is nothing in that article that supports this headline. And of course, this article exists behind the New York Times paywall. So other news groups, they take the headline, they take the claim as true, and then they write articles about it. This is madness. The good thing is no one believes any of this shit anymore. I wish these people would 
retain some self-respect and just stop lying. All right. When this is all said and done, our record is going to look spotless. We are going to take down every last little bit of this. These people are liars and frauds. This is going to get to the point where being employed by the New York Times or any of these other communist rags is going to be a source of shame for the person that was employed. And it might be such a point of deep shame that it will shame that person's family for generations. Oh, wasn't your granddad the person that wrote for the New York Times and tried to help steal the United States of America? That's a real thing, okay? People will be remembered for what they did. Their families will be remembered for what they did. These people are not going to be able to walk down the streets. There's a reason why people believe that, okay? It's not that hard to look into the future and understand what this is and how it's going to be looked at. All of these people are sealing their fate. And hey, commies, if you don't want that fate, you got to figure out how to unwind all this as fast as you possibly can. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Mastin lockdowns don't work. They lied to you about a pandemic and Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. You can join the discussion at t.me slash I'm reasonable. I'm also on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator.substack.com and the merch site is cancelcouture.com. You can also go direct to that at shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. I'll see you next time out on the range. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, 
and Gab at I'm Your Moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm Your Moderator.substack.com. The merch site is CancelCouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!